there, and welcome back to What God Has Joined Together, the podcast on a biblical approach to a healthy marriage and family. I'm Megan. And I'm Brian. And we are your hosts. So if you are not new here, or maybe if you are new here, we would love for you to go ahead and hit the subscribe button or follow button, depending on where you're listening from, and um, give us a rating so that we can know what you guys think. But we also want good ratings. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah if, if you don't like it, just probably move on to the next one. <laughs> Find something else. But if you do, we would love for you to um, give us some good feedback on the ratings. So today we're going to be talking about Christian parenting and how it should be different from secular parenting. Uh, I have personally been reading a lot on parenting because... I know I need a lot of help on it um, with all of the stuff that's been going on in our world, in our country, and, uh, you know, raising kids and um, homeschooling them and things like that. I just want to make sure that I'm on the right path and, um, I guess, shepherding and guiding their hearts the way that I should. And so Christian parenting should look a lot different than secular parenting and I've done a lot of personally studying different methods of parenting um what uh, like gentle parenting and uh acknowledging feelings and things like that which I don't think there's anything wrong with some of it but when you get to the heart of the issue parenting is not to control your kids it's to guide them in the direction that God wants them to go and to show them that path. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. You train them up. In the tra- if you don't know your child well enough, you can't effectively interact. If you don't know your child well enough, you can't effectively interact. If you don't know your child well enough, you can't effectively interact. If you don't know your child well enough, you can't effectively interact. If you don't know your child well enough, you can't. Effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't effectively interact if you don't know your child well enough. You can't. Effectively introduce the right information at the right time. They're going to run it. We can't sh- shelter them. We can't prevent them from, you know, knowing some of the, uh, I guess, deep distance that most uh, or a lot of Americans put between themselves and the gospel. But um, there's a time and a place for. By Paul Tripp. Parenting 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 by 
Paul Tripp. Parenting by Paul Tripp. Parenting by Paul Tripp. Parenting by Paul Tripp. Parenting by Paul Tripp. Pretty sure that's his name. Sorry, Paul, if that's not it. <laughs> it's been really eye-opening um, as to how we should go about parenting. I, I don't know. I guess you kind of start with what you, how you were parented. Mm-hmm. So that's easy to fall back on because that's what you know. But I don't think that. I mean, my parents didn't get it all wrong. I, I wouldn't be who I am today had, you know, I, not had them as parents. But um, I also feel like there are certain things that. God has brought to light through their mistakes versus and my own mistakes that I can do differently with my kids. So um, yeah, I know what you're saying. I think that you're. It's hard to differentiate sometimes if you aren't learning or growing from raising your kids very similar to how you were raised. Um, I, you know, my story. I mean, I would say that I won the lottery when it came to parents. I mean, they did everything that they could to raise us really well. They definitely left out some things as far as teaching um, some of the spiritual disciplines. And and while they taught, I guess, discipline, it was not necessarily taught through the lens of Scripture and why we would desire to do good or do things a certain way. And I know that I wasn't through my church or at home necessarily ready to adopt the gospel when I was of an age that I could understand. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever thoroughly can completely understand why Jesus what he did what he did. Um, but at the same time, we know it's out, out of the love that he had for us. But they gave me a, an amazing example of knowing, I guess, my role as, a, as their son in the sense that dad prioritized and showed his love for mom well above what he gave us. And it's not that he didn't give us a lot or that he wasn't there for us. He went to tons and tons of basketball games and never missed a hard, I mean, rarely unless there was a harvest or a planting season that was just dragging out and they had to get stuff in the ground or they had to get things cultivated it was super super rare for dad to miss anything that we ever did and yet still showed me the example i will never ever forget just how many times vacations car rides short rides long rides dad's holding mom's hand like it just was there and it was a a comfort and a, a place of stability i guess for me as i grew up and like i've told you before i took a lot of that for granted because I expected that that's the way it was for other people and that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only 
their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was that was only their boyfriend or their girlfriend that was it they never <laughs> dated anybody else i mean that that's so 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 rare today yeah. um but it, it's still just a, a beautiful example of you know being willing to submit and surrender to one another yeah. and it, it again it made me understand how to be there for you and it's it sticks in my mind to put that as the priority that you are the priority and make sure the kids are very aware that you are my priority above them our marriage is more important than my relationship to them even though that's a very important yeah. relationship in this world if that marriage goes then their yeah. chances of success as kids or you yeah know. i agree you know if our marriage is good and we treat each other the way we're supposed to be treat treating each other then they're going to be just fine yeah. and they need to as see as far as they're going to get the love that they need and yeah the, yeah. I think some of the best parenting advice that somebody can receive is just to treat your spouse the way you want your kid to be treated when they're married. Yeah. And that's if they they're going to see it more than they're going to hear it. So, you know, uh, John Maxwell says that that lessons are caught, they're not taught. So you can teach them all day what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. but they're only going to receive what actions and what things that they're seeing and they're going to utilize those more than they're going to take in anything you ever tell them did you read my notes or did you no (laughs) i wrote that exact thing down um it's caught not taught (laughs) well at least i gave credit to the yeah (laughs) he may not have been the original but at least i know i've heard him say it several times um so another thing that as in my studies of trying to parent well Uh, discipline versus punishment so discipline is training somebody to obey or training them to um, fall in line and knowing how to do something and and when to do it and all of that and punishment is just a penalty for an offense so I mean we do have consequences in our house if you do something that you've been told not to do or you um, you know, have repeatedly done the wrong thing. Like riding on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are consequences for that. And I feel like kids need to know that because when they get out in the real world and they're not underneath mom and dad anymore, there are consequences. Um, They get behind the wheel after drinking and driving and they could kill somebody or, um, you know, they're in a place that they're not supposed to be and something could happen to them bad. So putting discipline into their life and, and telling them the reasons why they have to do certain things is definitely better than just punishment for something that, for breaking the law, I guess, or your law. Uh, Go ahead. I don't think you have to have to spank your kids we do um i think the bible does kind of indicate that there's an element of that but for me it's like if you don't 
spank your kids when your kids are old enough the world's going to in some way and it may not be that they're getting a you know a whipping on the butt and a whipping on the butt would be a far lesser consequence than some of the things that you're talking about where you know lives are in danger because of somebody's ill-advised decision yeah um, so Hebrews twelve eleven says, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. So that would be the spanking <laughs> or the consequence of, you know, disobeying. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And um, that is something that we want to instill in our kids is um, if, if we choose... Spanking is typically not our first route of discipline for our kids. It's a, an attention grabber. Like, if, if what we've said has not worked, um, if, you know, the, the threat of the consequence has not worked, then the spanking is there to get the attention of the child. And um, it's not beating them. Um, and it's not something that's leaving bruises or anything like that. It is literally to say, hey, let me have your attention. And now we're going to talk about what just happened. Um, so Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So it's, we're not, now I have been guilty of, disciplining out of anger and I you know that's something I ask God to help me with quite often because it's it's easy to get caught up in the moment but sometimes I have to like take a deep breath and it's it's I think it's harder to discipline your kids outside of anger than it is to discipline them inside of anger because it's less effective when you are angry with them, but it is, I don't know, like, uh, if I, I tell my son all the time, if I've told him a million times uh, to do something or uh, to not do something, and then I'll say, if you do this again, or if you don't do what I'm asking to you, you to do, then you will get a spanking. And so, if he does what he's not supposed to do then I have just promised him a spanking and there's been so many times I'm like I don't want to do this like um it's easy to kind of let laziness or um not being diligent to discipline uh, to kind of take over especially when you're not angry because there are, there are so many times that he has done something and I just want to like walk away and, and not deal with it. But, you know, each time that you walk away and not deal with it is a time that he's not learning. So, I don't know. I don't really... It's a valuable thing for the kids to understand that there's a level of freedom that exists in being disciplined and that's a sort of a life mm-hmm. I don't know, lesson to, to gain is that and for them even right now you know they were and we're at a 
a challenging point because they have a hard time seeing that, you know, like if their room is clean and or they've picked up when we've asked them to or whatever, and then we have, they have more time to spend with us because we're not wasting time on picking up after themselves. If they have the discipline to get their things out or to put their things out after they're done with them, that allows them the freedom to move on to something else that they may want to do. But if those things are still out, then they still need to be attended to. And in life, it's just no different than, you know, getting up and getting your day started the right way, being disciplined that there's a lot of things like, you know, just in just my background and being in fitness, recognizing that you know, if I eat a certain way, if I'm very undisciplined in my food, that shackles me because now all of a sudden I'm less energetic. I have less to give to the people that matter. Um, there's so many aspects of just being disciplined. And I know that you it's not a 24-7 thing. I mean, we're not living a life of just pure, constant structure. But some of the things that you want to get away or you want to go do something or you want to you know, get ice cream, did you did you really even earn that, you know, that right to go and do that? Were you disciplined the other, you know, five, six days out of the week to say you can, you know, go and go and just just be for a little while and, and not have to worry about it? Yeah. Um, another thing we have to think about, too, as Christian parenting is seeing the heart of their disobedience like disobedience breaking our law is also breaking God's law because they are to honor their mother and their father so um, and we do this out of love because we want their life to be better in some way whatever the rules are um, it's to help them and so seeing their heart of disobedience is seeing their sin for what it is and knowing that you know at the age that they may be they may not have accepted Christ they may not have the Holy Spirit inside of them to convict them of right and wrong and so that is where we as parents have to be diligent about explaining and and pointing out their sin just like we're supposed to as the church um, to you know help each other to grow in Christ and so Paul Tripp does a way better job at the ex- explaining this um, in his book parenting than I could ever do it but he's also writing it down and not talking <laughs> so it's easier to erase and then rewrite when you're doing that but yeah so um or and not even necessarily in disobedience. It's uh, why. What's their motivation behind what they do? Um, some kids will obey you, and you won't have hardly any trouble out of them. You know, disobeying you, but it's all for your approval. And so they may be more susceptible to getting approval by their peers as they get older. And not because this is what God has said and they need to, you know, obey because of who lives inside of them. And then you may have a child that is defiant 
and it's going to be easy <laughs> to um, show them, you know, why why you did what you did was wrong. Um, but we have to also show them that what's in their heart is not what Christ wants them to have. I don't know if that makes sense. It does because that was me to a T growing up. I mean, that was my intent was to appear to do good. But, you know, deep down, the the reason behind doing good was not because my heart was in the right place. Mm. And so I lived for that approval and that outward esteem that I would gain from, I guess, older, you know, influential people in my life or peer groups more than I had a, you know, a governing, guiding spiritual reason for choosing certain things. Yeah. So I could I could keep a good front for a stretch and then, you know, I would, you know, do some of the things that you've already mentioned. And there was a number of times growing up that I drank and drove and I put, you know, my life and a lot of other people's lives at risk because of that choice. Or, you know, just did a lot of destructive things that it didn't happen all the time, but it happened enough to know it was almost like I just needed this outlet because I didn't have my heart in the right uh, aligned uh, or I didn't have Christ in it and so you know I could hold it together on the surface and have the appearance of being a good boy or whatever Mm -hmm. but deep down the, the goodness was completely superficial yeah you can easily instill a spirit of pride into your children if you're not careful too um, and kind of pit them against each other you never want to say why can't you be like your mm. sibling mm-hmm. or you know praise one sibling way too much and, and not the other and things like that so we try to have conversations with our kids Sometimes that goes over well. Sometimes they have a two-second attention span and they're on to something else. So I think you have to take it moment by moment, and it's building blocks. It's not going to be done in one day, and you may have to have the same conversation many, many times before it ever sinks in. But one thing that you can do for your child is pray for them. And we do a lot, and we pray with them. And... If something, their sin was pretty obvious, we can talk to them, you know, this was the sin that you struggled with today, and um, I think you need to pray and ask God to help you with that. And, you know, we try to also, um, what's the word? Not not perform, uh, to show them how to apologize. We apologize to them frequently. Um, I I don't know the word that I wanted (laughs) left my head. But anyways, we we are quick to apologize or try to be. And I remember one instant I was, uh, I think I yelled at Sayla, I lost my temper. And uh, Taylor's our oldest daughter, and it it broke her heart. 
and later I had to go in there and apologize. It's like, I handled that wrongly. You shouldn't have done what you did, but I did not do what I should have done either. And so calling out your own sin to your kids lets them know that you're not perfect, but that there is always a chance to repent and uh, make things right. So, Not to backtrack, but the discipline very often uh, is bad to say. I don't. I can't say I look forward to praying with them before they go to sleep because usually I'm tired (laughs) and I want to go to sleep. But I do nightly make an effort. And Sayla, as of late, she's been saying she doesn't have anything to pray for. And so I just bring up various things, people, um, stuff that she... You know, did we did we do what mommy asked you to do when we wanted to do it? Did we do it happily? Did we do it with our best effort? Mm-hmm. And just trying to give them a, a you know, I think a lot of folks don't have a lot of introspection or, you know, just kind of a review of what their day was at the end of it. It's more like TV and Crash. Um, and, you know, I want the kids to have that moment to kind of just even as they get older while I keep them accountable to it now I hope that when they're older they'll take that moment to just remember what dad did with me before I went to sleep is maybe something I should continue to do as an adult mm-hmm. and just review my day did I get better did I you know better somebody else did I help yeah. was I fighting with my brother all day or did I you know lay my desires down so that he could do whatever it was he wanted to do or vice versa it's like the psalmist said you know search me O Lord and see if there be any wicked way in me I think that's a great thing to pray at the end of the day and to guide your kids in prayer it's like what did I struggle with today and can you point it out to me Jesus so that I can work on that and with your help we can conquer it and move on and get better so um, I think that parenting should be an example of our relationship with God the Father and uh, you know how many times do we run to him and have to apologize or not do what he's asked us to do or um, question him (laughs) I mean our kids question us all the time we question God too so uh, parenting in the Christian aspect should you should see a correlation between your relationship with Christ and their relationship with you and try your best to treat treat them the way Christ treats us you know um, I remember a story one time it was uh, a little girl had done something and broken a window and she, whatever it was, she was not supposed to be. I think this was one of the uh, really well-known pastor's daughter. She was telling the story. She'd broken a window or broken something. And uh, she just knew she was going to be in so much trouble. And her dad came down and told her they were going to go get ice cream. And she couldn't believe that they were going to go get ice cream after she had just broken and shattered this and 
he explained to her later, he said, what I'm showing you now is called grace. And so using that moment to show his, his child what grace looks like from Christ, um, you know, and we've talked about some stuff like that with our kids, showing grace and mercy, um, but God also disciplines his children too. And that's one of the way to know that you're his child. Like I wouldn't discipline just some random child out there um, that, because they're not my children. So the same way, that's how God is. He doesn't just go out and randomly pick somebody to see who's doing wrong and right. He cares for his children and he disciplines us and it's because he loves us. So he wants us to, to do the best. So. Okay. Um, the last thing that I have down is to see how God made them and not who they want to be. I think we, um, as a society, just ask kids now, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? Instead of asking um, or telling them, showing them that we need to be asking Christ who he wants us to be or who... Who did he make us to be? And man, with the world now, they're allowing kids to decide, you know, their their own gender, and there's never a foundation of what even that is. And God laid that foundation, and He has plans for His life, like in Jeremiah uh, twenty nine eleven, I think yes. it is. He says, you know, for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you, um, to give you a hope and a future. And so if they're not before you were born. Yeah. Um, did I say the wrong You didn't say that. Yeah. I don't, I think it, I'm not sure. That's in there somewhere. I think it's in Jeremiah too. It is. Uh, It is in Jeremiah. But yeah, so he, he has plans for our children and uh, they may not be the exact plan that we have, but we have to surrender our children to Christ if you know if we're going to be followers of Christ then we have to raise them up to ask God who he wants them to be and not you know always it it may be what they want too but sometimes it doesn't doesn't line up that way I don't expect that God would desire that you go and spend your days as an adult toiling in something that you don't like at all. I'm not saying that you don't have to do that sometimes, um, but I, I feel like you know, as we give the kids experiences as they're young, they're going to learn certain things that they look forward to and like and certain things that they dread. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you help a kid begin to understand where their purpose and, and passion lies because he's he's got as Megan said plans there are plans that he has for you and part of those plans is as a young person to start to understand what excites you what gives you uh, emotional unrest or ex- inspires you or uh, angers you or something that motivates you and that's where you I think you start to find your his his purpose for you 
and the passion that he's given you for what he wants you to do diligently mm -hmm. with your hands each day, there's something that will overlap and align there. Um, that's been part of our um, prayers that happen a lot of the time when Selah has swim or anything like that, that you know she is going to that to learn if swimming is a part of what he has for her. I don't know, you know how that you know, translates in the long term, but that's part of God's plan is that if something that she truly enjoys, he's going to provide for her in that mm -hmm. area. Yeah, um, Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So I guess just teaching our children to delight themselves in the Lord and know that to always be like getting a heart checkup <laughs> with Christ and knowing that what they're doing, as long as they're doing it for the glory of God, then that's their purpose in life. I mean, that's all of our purpose in life is to bring God glory. So whatever we do, it should bring him glory. And so, yeah. Asking him who that he wants them to be, so I think will probably you know it's going to give them the desires of their heart if their heart's desires is to please him and glorify him, and I think that it'll be something that they're passionate about because they're passionate about loving Jesus. All three, even as Hadassah is just over one, you see. A lot of similarities but you see a lot of differences you mm -hmm. see uniqueness in them and that part of their character and um, the way that they handle adversity and, and different things like that will in a lot of ways dictate I think what's in store for them and what's practical for them as they grow up that God has for them it's not so much that you know I don't I think a lot of parents or at least uh, uh, what's the other word? Um, you know, your your parent, not your parent, but your godparent. Well, yeah, or just it could be that, but the person that uh, we'll just go with parent for now. But as a as a parent or guardian, guardian, yeah, a guardian. <laughs> my impression on a on a kid that being a lawyer, or a doctor, or something that society sees as this successful. yeah being successful is what matters and it doesn't because God is gonna if he has plans for you and he does then he has a specific place for your specific strengths skill set personality mm -hmm. and all the wonderful gifts he's given you to shine through it doesn't mean that everything about every aspect of what you spend your day doing will you thoroughly completely entirely enjoy but when you lay your head down you feel like you've given what you had today for the purpose that he had for you you'll feel a sense of fulfillment mm -hmm. and i don't believe that god has the intent that we should go to bed feeling like we have just wasted our day because he very much just like in the garden even when it was perfect Adam still had a job there he still had a purpose and something he was supposed to do each and every day to fulfill what God made him for mm -hmm. 
know, obviously, at the, at the, in the grand scheme of things, where our purpose is to bring God glory and to you know worship Him and praise Him for what He's given us and uh, and all that wonderful stuff. But just like the church, the church requires it has to have money, uh, and for that to happen, people have to have most likely they need to have an income and mm-hmm. God's creating jobs, careers and paths for kids right now and us diversifying their experience as they grow up is just shaping that to allow them to start to understand their their reasons and I think that we are really really distracted in the United States right now with all the this idea of just you know, be who you want to be thing when really, you know, not everybody is supposed to be everything. That's God's so divine in his creation of us. He's created us all so very differently for specific things though. And to give a kid the, the reins to their 30 or 40 or 50 year old self right now and say, you can be different than you are it's almost like saying that you're never going to be worth anything either because you're telling them that, you know, who you are right now is not who you should be. Right. Yeah. Like a machine always has different parts, you know, and not every part could be the exact same or a machine won't work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, man, it's, I think probably one of the hardest times to be parenting in this world, but one of the most important. But yeah, um, and our children were born at this time for a reason. We were given them as you know parents at this time for a reason, and so our parenting should reflect the love of Christ, His law, um, bringing glory to Him, and just showing our kids what it means to follow Christ and lay down their own life amen well thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast again if you haven't already we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast leave us a review and if you want a little bit more from us not gonna be a whole lot more but a little bit more from us you can find us on instagram at what god has joined together and uh, we'll post a little bit over there and you guys can send us a message and ask us questions or comment on anything and get back with you. So, I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for tuning in.